You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. What is up, boys and girls, and welcome back to the Round 19 Buy, Hold, Sell, and Avoid. I'm Andy, your host. And we're coming to the end game part of the season now. I think a few Marvel fans should get that one. But uh, some of us went hard and used all our trades, and some of us are still softies. So speaking of softies, Mosey isn't here. <laughs> so it's just us three amigos. That's <laughs> 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 us three hard, hard amigos. So let's bring in amigo number one, Kyle. How's your team looking? Are you making you going hard or soft trades this week? Um, big, big energy, bro. Four trades and my last four <laughs> trades. So, um, yeah. I made the mistake last week of bringing in Cook under a very high assumption he was going to play. Very disappointed when he didn't. Um, couldn't reverse the trade, unfortunately. I uh, don't know if anyone's had that problem where they've made a couple of trades and, and you've traded certain people, but it's actually swapped them over. So I couldn't reverse the trade out and get Tago back in, unfortunately. So that burnt me a bit. But this week I'm going, going hard and bringing in Cam Murray, Cam Munster, um, Adam Dewey and Aaron Booth. Oh, very nice. Uh, look, at least you got cooking your team now, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, That's one thing you can sort of be yeah. happy about. Yeah, looking forward to seeing the Cook and Murray combo. You know, we talked about having two players from the same team that work well together, and I think that these two guys will um, will really do well for my team and hopefully can just um, get me up to to sort of a, a bit of an end goal that I set myself for the start of the season. Yeah, nice. All right, let's bring in Omega number two, Professor Robbo. <laughs> Have you gone hard or you you remaining like a steady firmness for the rest of the season? <laughs> Hey, Andy. Hey, Kyle. Hey, listeners. Uh, so, two trades this week. So, does that put me in the semi-rider range? Uh, so, we're bringing in <laughs> yeah. Harry Grant yeah. and Adam Dwayne, which obviously we're going to talk about him in a moment. But more importantly, Andy, two wins in a row for Parramatta. Have you repurchased the grand final tickets? Uh, I put them on lay-by. So, it's sort of just I've been putting them on, like a, on some sort of share thing. So, they gain up and, and down in, in price. So, yeah, I, I've had to sell a couple, then buy a couple. But... Yeah, because if I sell them, then I have to pay capital gains tax. So I don't want to do that. And the merchant fees too. Don't forget those. <laughs> it sting you every time. Uh, while I got you, Robbo, um, did you want to talk about uh, the articles and where to find them and, and, and whatnot? Absolutely. Uh, as you'd know, Andy, we have plenty of authors, as we call them in the business, that write <laughs> plenty of articles for the blog. So that is talkingleapod.com. So the most recent posts are from yours truly and from TK. So TK has his weekly playbook, which he releases uh, early Monday morning. You can read that where he goes through the eight games, talks about players that uh, were impressive, not so impressive, and so forth. On a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I'll usually release weekly edition of Quick Taps. That's basically where I look at TLT and quickly brush through, you know, what's relevant, what's not. And I expect that there may be one or two surprises and articles coming later in the week. But uh, talkingleaguepod.com for all that written content. Uh, very nice. All right, let's um, let's start, I guess. So first off, the rank. We'll go. We'll, we'll stick with you, Robbo. So Maxi King, six hundred and thirty-two k. 
owned by 39% of people in the top 1,000. Is that shocking to you? Or is that just everyone sort of jumped on and um, sort of riding the trend, the, the king train? But is it time to hold him or sell him? Or what's, what's your thoughts? Well, that is the royal question, isn't it? But just quickly, before we get into the fantasy side of things, I've actually met Maxwell King's parents on a flight over to Auckland. I went to the 2018-9, sat next to them, salt of the earth people, lovely people. So it's good to see Max, Maxie, uh, you know, form a strong career in the NRL after a few years of injuries. But sentiment aside, we're looking at him, PP North have won this year, which is very impressive. And the concern that we've got, though, is with the minutes. He probably is capped at about 50 these days. I know he got 68, I believe it was, against the Tigers. But you remember Curtis Moran went off with that pretty sickening injury after he scored a try. So he's probably going to get no more than 50 minutes a week. PP of one, PPM of one. Again, he's going to be pushing high 40s. So he's not a top-tier keeper. We know that much. He's probably, he should be no better than your 16th, 17th or 18th best player. If you've got the team value, I'd certainly be looking to move him on, especially if you've got trades. I think you can go to David Fafita for about an extra 12 grand, which I know Kyle's going to talk about in a moment. So for me, I don't mind you holding him this week and then reassessing once you get those four trades if you want to make moves. But yeah, for now, he's a hold, but be prepared to sell in the coming weeks. Hey, Robert, mate, I'm supposed to do the segues here. That was just too good. That, fl- that flowed off way too, that flowed way too good. Uh, seamless. That's what, what us authors yeah. do, mate. <laughs> uh, speaking <laughs> of, of DFAF or DFIFI, uh, 645K. Is this shocking? That It's not shocking considering his past form, but no one owns him in the top 1,000. Is That could be a crazy little way to sneak in, depending if he sort of goes hard or not. But uh, are you a, a sort of supporter of FIFA, your follower? Yeah, look, um, 645K, mate. You look at him now compared to what his price was at this time last year. It was, what, around about 850K. So he is he's well undervalued. You know, as you said, I looked up today, uh, yeah, not owned by anybody in the top 100 and no one no one in the top 1,000, which I was actually really surprised mm. about. I don't know how true that is because uh, that's only that was only updated after round 17. So those uh, footy stats haven't actually updated after last week. So I'm guessing that's probably going to be a little bit higher. And looking at his current ownership on on the NRL side is 8.2%. Now, I would say we'd be, you'd have a few people in the top 100, top 1,000, definitely looking for looking for him as a pod potential, which he still is. I don't know how long that's going to last because he is so undervalued, it's not funny. But with his performance last week, he really looked like he, he was starting to get really a lot more involved than he has in past games this year. He looks fit, he looks strong, and he looks like he's ready to start banging out those 80 minutes, which we all know he, he when he plays 80 minutes, he's you know he's around a 60-point player. So that that in itself is is what you want from an edge player and, and better than most of the edges that are currently uh, on the market at the moment. Um, you know, his average in, this year is 58.7. He's played, what, I think eight games, which I think there's only maybe two games that he hasn't played 80 minutes. Historical average of when he plays more than 70 minutes is 63.2. So that's booming. That's what you want from your edge. And, you know, we all know he's got it. He's got the pedigree. Um, We know what he can produce. Um, The only worry I have, which we have seen previously, is his ability to go missing in games. Mm. You know, he, he has to sometimes have one big play to bump him up to a 50 score. You know, if he doesn't get that one big play, which he then feeds off after that. If he doesn't get that one big play, he just goes missing, and you and you don't really get what you what you're after for for David Fafita. But for me, he's a clear buy. Um, you know, at his price as well, he is, is so undervalued that he's still going to make 
if he can start banging out 50 plus, he's going to make plenty more money and he's going to be a guy you really want to grab on the run home, especially if his ownership stays low. Yeah, to add to that, to all that, it is his contract year. So, <laughs> so that could actually make him perform uh, at his higher level towards the end of the season. So, yeah, watch out. That's why I think he could be a good buy. Uh, well, speaking of edges, but not on the incline, on the decline, I'd say. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, 569K, 20% owner, top 1,000. That was surprising to me too. So I think that's probably going to drop after this, but we'll get the confirmation from the professor. What are your thoughts on, <laughs> on Tyson Frizzell? It's funny you go with inclines and declines because I've been watching plenty of Tour de France of late. And uh, mm. yeah, I'm looking at Tyson Brazil. If he was a cyclist, someone's put some tax in his wheels because he's just been going <laughs> backwards uh, the last few weeks. Mm. And on my show debut, I really pumped up his tyres. I suggested that, you know, he's a fantastic buy. He was 667, I believe, with an average of 57.8 when he played 80 minutes. Since then, we've had a 39 against the Titans and wet weather, which, look, to be honest, is to be expected from an edge where the team absolutely dominates the other team in wet weather. They're going to go down the middle, so Frizzell might not get those base stats. 42 against uh, my lot, South Sydney, and I was actually at that game and not too sure whether it was visible on the television coverage, but when he was involved in that line break with Chris Randall, when Chris Randall picked up the ball, ran about 20 metres, found Frizzell, Frizzell stepped a couple of plays, and then just as he offloaded it, he had a bit of weight go on to his lower leg, and he was down for probably about two, two and a half minutes after that. So, you know, the Knights went on and scored a try, and he was still down even before, uh, even up until that next kickoff uh, when South had to kick off. So he did all right to get through that game, and then he managed to um, maybe trucking along quite nicely, 29 and 46, uh, prominently base against Manly, and then went off with uh, what I believe was rib cartilage damage because he wouldn't be named this week, as uh, NRL Physio said, if it was anything more than that. So... He's going to have to be needled up, which is something I'm not mm. super keen about having in a player, given you know you bought him at a cheap price and he's even cheaper now. So if you've got the team value, I wouldn't be talking anyone out of stepping off him. But if you don't have the team value, you don't have the trades to move him, look, it might not hurt just to wait one week, see what happens. You know what happens in NRL Fantasy a lot of the time. Everyone jumps off, says this guy, oh, he's done, he's toast, don't want him. And then he comes out and gets a good score, although he's up against Angus Crichton. So if they run at each other and tackle each other 50 times, that would be very nice. So for me, he's a hold. But like Max King, you've got to be prepared to step off him very soon if you want to move nah, up. I think you're spot on there. I think it's good advice. Um, so not this next player, not an edge player, but this, this can't be right. It says, his name's it's Kim McInnes. He's the beast. Uh, 680K, but it can't be right. It's 68% owned in the top 1,000. That's, surely that's a typo. No, that's what I got as well. 80% in the top 100. So 80 people in the top 100. I'm not surprised about that, to be fair. But remember, as I said again, those stats weren't updated after um, last week. So I'm guessing that's probably a little bit decreased. But his current ownership, yeah, it's only 6.3%. So... Yeah, I'm 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 a little bit skeptical of those um of those stats. But for Cam McInnes, I think um I think there's a lot of people are looking to to move on from him. He's made his money. If you picked him up early in the season, you know, when he started coming back into that, that starting lock roll, he was what about six hundred or K, I think it was. So, you know, you've made eighty K. Um, you know, uh I think for him, I think he can be upgraded. I think if you can go to uh, Cam Murray or DCE. If you've got the coin, I think that's a really good upgrade to one of those two guys. If not, as I said, you can go to Payne Haas, who's back this week, if you really want to. You can go to David Fafita or Pat Kerrigan for, you know, plus or minus $20,000 for all three of those guys, whichever you choose. Um, You know, uh, 
we know it doesn't matter if he starts or he comes off the bench uh, or starts or comes off the bench. I just think his his minutes are, are dropping. You know, you've got Braden Hamlin Ueli there now. You've got uh, Fanukin. Um, there, there's a lot of mouths to feed in those middle forwards. And I think last week, you guys alluded, oh, last week, Sharks had four middle forwards on their bench, uh, I think, in the end. Um, so... There's, there's a lot of mouths to feed, and I don't think you're going to see Cam McInnes get more than, more than what, 50, 55-odd minutes. He's sort of in the same bracket as a Max King. Um, so I think, um, yeah, he served us well over the origin period. I just feel it's time to get rid of him. Um, uh, yeah, as I said, coming off the bench, I just don't think he cuts it anymore. Um, and you need a starter and someone who's going to give you better, better points on the run home. Um, so I think for me, he's a sell and, and an upgrade to any of those guys I just discussed. Well, if you're like me and have no trades left, he's a definite keep. He definitely <laughs> <laughs> you have to hold him. So oh, hold him dear. As long as you can. <laughs> uh, so this next player is uh, possibly someone you might want to sell for, for a, um, a bit of a, a potential player. But um, Adam Dwehi. So 522K, 0.1% owned in top 1,000. Not surprisingly, because he's just come back, but hitting that massive score last week, is he is he on your watch list uh, or is he a potential buy for you, Robbo? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Adam Dewey, or as you, know, you correctly said there, Dwayhe. Um, you know, he goes by that uh, Anglo pronunciation because as he explained a bloke in, the, bloke in the bar, no one can pronounce his name well, <laughs> which unfortunately is very common in Australian society. But... Moving on from that, the reason he's so exciting is not only scored 83 on the weekend, but he has a fantastic fantasy profile, not too dissimilar to Nico Hines. And I must clarify, I'm not saying he's going to average 65 like Nico Hines, but he's a big, tall, rangy half that has good footwork at the line, is able to get the offloads, the tackle bust, makes plays for others, and dominates the kicking, as we saw on the weekend, and the in-play kicking and kicking the goals. And he kicks you know, at a pretty decent clip as well. So... With that platform, you'd think we're probably looking at a 50-plus player here, uh, which at 522000 when some of us are struggling for team value, very good proposition. 2021, he averaged 60 when he played at six. Obviously, keep in, board, and keep in mind the PVL ball tax there. So we're probably not going to be expecting 60, but you never know if he goes on, a, on an absolute mm. tear, he could do that. Dual position for him is quite handy, and I know I've rattled on about sometimes DPP being overrated, but for a player who plays for the Tigers, as we know, they don't play before 5.30 on a Saturday for the rest of the season. You can manoeuvre him around if you've got some loops in the in the works, him and Hines. That could be quite useful. So it's all looking good. What's the risk? Well, the risk that we've got is, is that he could be back in the centres, you know, for any particular reason in the short term. My opinion is I don't think that's going to happen. We've just seen mm. that you know all the future coaching decisions have been made for the Tigers with Sheen's coming back in in 2023, Benji by his side and whatnot. So I would think that Sheen's is probably going to have some influence over the selections for the rest of the season. And if he wants Dwayne Brooks playing in the halves with Hastings at lock or you know Brooks playing in the seconds, I think he's probably going to get some form of influence, even if Kamali's the coach on paper. I would think that if Dwayne is going to be that key piece to the team, that they're probably going to want to keep him there, particularly as well with coming back from that injury. So for me, look, he should get minimum three, four games there, even if they play terribly and don't score many points. He's probably still going to go 50-plus, push up towards 675K. And look, if he does get moved to the centres in round 22-23, you can just go sideways to, to another player 
worth about the same, but it'll probably still score quite well. So for me, he's a buy. He could go this week, but there's no harm in waiting till next week because uh, I think you might have to do that one, Andy. I can't remember why, but I think you'll need to wait a week. <laughs> oh, just, just personal reasons. That's all. Personal reasons. Personal choice. <laughs> got, got to respect that. Got to respect the personal choices. Well, I think um, Tim Sheen's come out and said it, that Hastings was their lock moving forward for the rest of the season. So that's probably good signs for Dwayne. I oh, think sure. um, so. If, if that's the case, then Dwayne Dway is an effort player. So I can see him probably being uh, a good little option there at 522k. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is with Hastings is, is we know he's a good ball player. And if he's going to mm. use the ball, he's going to draw attention in. And I think they said on, on the weekend, what do you have, 22 line engagements or something like that? So if he's going deep into the line and bringing the ball out for Dwayne, that's probably going to get him one-on-one with a fellow half that he can run over or a center that's out of position. And it's going to be cheap tackle bus and offloads there for him so yeah i think we should fill up on him there's gonna be poor defense from tigers but hopefully a good attack <laughs> that's all right he has to make a million tackles that we win <laughs> he's still a good defender he's still a good defensive half though you know he's a that's great true. defensive he's, center he, 22, 22 tackles, tackles. Yeah. yeah 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 so yeah. that's not bad that's very well, handy. speaking of hastings another good segue uh 533k four percent owned in the top thousand uh which is higher than i thought i suppose maybe people just kept him and um, kept him through his injuries. But uh, are you one for bringing on Hastings or are you a bit worried about his job security? I'm not worried about his job security. I'm worried about his minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, uh, he played 80 minutes last week and he was gassed as. Um, you know, I think that uh, for me, if, if you're an owner, you hold. If you are not an owner, you're in a void. I wouldn't be going and buying him. For me, I just don't think... Oh, okay, let's put it this way. If you think he's going to stay in the 13 role, which most of us do, and he's going to play 80 minutes every week, then he's a buy. I personally, he can't see, I don't think he can sustain 80 minutes week in, week out. And I think that he's going to drop back to 60 minutes. And I think that Joe Off is going to probably play the last uh, 20 of those minutes in the middle there. Because uh, he was down a little on the minutes last week, uh, Big Joe, and I think he, he's he's got that motor who can who can play those bigger minutes. And I think that if they run Jackson Hastings for sixty minutes in the middle, I think that's that's a good option. And you see that they've got Tyron Peachy in there this week. He's probably he could possibly be that that thirteen man, that other ball player that comes on for Jackson Hastings. So I don't think it's sustainable for him to play eighty minutes, going from a playing as a half to a thirteen, and then trying to run all that defensive play in the middle. He's going to be buggered after sixty minutes, and we saw that last week. You know, TK touched on it last night as well, that I think you lose some of that middle D with him in there um, because he hasn't got that the engine like those big forwards. So I, 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 I can't see him playing 80 minutes week in, week out. Um, it's not sustainable. So as I said, I think he's in a void if you don't have him, and he's, but he's a possible hold for another week or two just to see where he's at if you do own him. No, I think you're, I think you're spot on. Uh, was it five hundred thirty-three k? I think it's a little bit risky. These go yeah, these times you sort of want yeah. to make and you want to make and pick up players who will be in your final yep. team. Especially so he's yeah. He, I mean, if you do hold for this or this week or the next couple of weeks, he's still only got a seventeen be. So he is going to go north in his price again. So if you can milk him a little bit more, get a little bit more money out of him before you flick him off, then yeah, that's a good option. All right, moving on. Um, that's that's it for um, the buy, hold, sell, avoid section. Um, we'll just go a quick little um, news and injuries and DPP updates. So everyone, hold on to your hats for the round eighteen post DP up DPP updates. So with the game changing changes of Chanel Harris Savina gets a duel. 
wing fullback and half. And the, the, and the other player is another highly fantasy relevant player, Tautai Moga. Gets center, 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 and wing of fullback. Like, <laughs> do they even yeah, need man. to do that? Come on, guys. Yeah, oh, yeah. I um, mean, I would be curious to know whether Hastings, if say we had this experiment start two weeks ago, whether if he was onto his third game named there, whether he would have got the, the Guernsey. Yeah. I reckon one more game, they probably would have given it to him because I don't I think, think it's so. that fantasy relevant giving him mid, but um, would have been interesting to see. I think he might start like it next year. Would have been like a Kurt Mann from, from this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, done nothing. Was, he started all right at the start of the yeah. season. And then, woo! All right, I think moving it, on. We've got... Um, sorry, it's Ryan short for time. <laughs> We've got Siona Katoa. He's out for the season uh, for with shoulder surgery. And the well-known Ryan Pappenhausen. Paul Barson's Bar since him with a crack patella. That must have hurt. It definitely hurt. Uh, and the Fox has been cleared of a serious lower back and ankle injuries. So he'll potentially line up this weekend. And Moses Sully... My favourite word to say uh, has he's out with syndesmosis. <laughs> so um, unfortunately, it's all he's gone. And the other one we've got here is Tane Milne suffered a dislocated finger. So, and the last but not least, the the big um, David Mead has retired. So we'll see you, mate. You, you've done well. It was a good buy for I think whoever was at the Titans or Broncos you picked him up. Uh, well, that's it for the news and injuries. It wasn't too much because um, old softy Mosey left us left us unprepared, but all good. <laughs> we'll, we'll charge ahead. All right, so another another um, for the second instalment of Rapid Bounce, guys. So what I'll do is I'll just I'll put it to you two, and then I'll just come in quickly with the, hopefully the cider. But um, I'm assuming I'm hoping we won't be all one sided this week. But <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> so first off, we've got. It is just say to pick up. We've got DCE or Munster. Kyle, we'll go you first. Yeah, I'd go DCE. Uh, premium half under underneath Cleary. Looks like he might hold the goal kicking a bit longer. Very creative. Um, so I'd go DCE. Munster has, does have a better ceiling, but DCE has uh, got uh, better. Um, he's more, what's the word? He's got a higher, he's, higher floor? <laughs> no, he's more consistent. <laughs> All right, now to the author with the words. What are, you, what are your thoughts? DCE or Munster? Got to agree on DCE. If you're going top of the market, you want that high floor, which you get with the kick meters. As you know, the Storm don't tend not to kick the ball a lot. So I would go DCE. I wouldn't steer anyone against Munster, but I just personally prefer DCE. Yep, I think we're all on the same same bandwagon there. I brought him in last week, so I sort of I sort of hope he's the better pick. <laughs> he's hoping. Uh, n- number two, we've got Trell versus Teddy for the rest of the season. We'll go Robbo. Going to be accused of being biased here, but I think Tedesco probably averaged about 54 rest of the season, got the troll about 51, 52. I think you can use that 94K elsewhere. Ooh, okay. So that's troll. Kyle? Uh, Teddy. Ooh, this is our first <laughs> disagreement. The decider. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Teddy. I think he's more consistent. And I think you're going to see the troll start drop off. He's not going to be scoring 98 every week. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go against. I'm going troll purely because he... He just looks good and he looks hungry. He, I think he, I've seen a video of him outside the sheds just saying he missed it. So I think he's going to tear up for us the season. All right, number three, we've got Murray versus Yo. We'll go Kyle. Cameron Murray. Going to play, you know, I don't think he's going he's gonna to play good minutes. He is a fantasy gunman here this year. He's already proven it. I think he's going to outscore Yo by at least four or five points. And Rob, I'm assuming the South South boys will be too strong here. 
You're kidding me of being a homer. I've actually got the same <laughs> assessment as Cole does. I've got Murray going at 65 rest of the season and Yo 61 rest of the season, so about a four-point difference. No, nah, I think you're spot on. Murray's the, the call there. Uh, next one, pretty interesting one, actually. Carrigan versus Haas. I don't think everyone would have said what we think we're going to say at the start of the season, but he's definitely proved himself. But for me, it's Carrigan. But yourself, Kyle? Carrigan, he's eaten into a lot of Haas's points and stats, and I think he's going to be finish uh, above Payne Haas in the averages. Robbo, what about yourself? Yeah, you've got to go to Carrigan. Uh, as they say in <laughs> NFL, your best ability is your availability. We know we're going to get that from Carrigan. Nice. I, I've chucked this last one in to, to try and get a bit of differential here. So Fafida or Trell? We'll go Kyle. Trell. Fafida probably go missing a few times. Trell probably won't. Or they okay. both might go missing, so maybe none of them. <laughs> Robbo? I was about to say, didn't you say the Trell was going to go missing in a few games? No, nah, you've got to go for Feeder. He's got the better pedigree. 57.5 is where I can see him going for the rest of the season, whereas Trell will be low 50s. Oh, I'm going Trell because I think the Feeder will go missing. So that, look, that, that was two <laughs> from five with different songs. So I think we're getting better there. That's not bad. <laughs> not bad. Um, All up. <laughs> moving up, moving on. So before we get to the questions, just let you know, our competitions will be up on our socials. We've got Moses and Reynolds this week, combined score. And that's for a nine-pack of game day squad NFTs. So um, that's a good competition there. Um, the next one will be on the socials at 12 p.m. Friday. It'll be Cleary and Nico combined score for a $40 voucher from Rugby League merch. So you might be able to pick up some some mean beer coolers. Uh, pretty pretty snazzy. I've got a couple myself, and they're pretty pretty nice. But um, just jump onto our Facebook page where you'll find the com- competitions, guys. All right, we'll quickly... Um, sort of mow through these questions. So I think we're running out of time, so we'll try and be pretty quick. But uh, first question, we've got Ian Sparrow. Need an edge. Looking at Aiken or D Fifi? Robbo. Okay, so if you're getting you and Aiken, you need to play him at centre. So if you've already got two pretty strong centres, I'd be going David Fafita. I expect Fafita to average more. So unless you really need a centre, David Fafita is the answer to your question there, Ian. Nice. Uh, Regan Kusial. Kusial. This one's for you, Kyle. Max Keane and Elliot, hold or time to upgrade them? Have had both since their lowest. Kings minutes seem inconsistent despite his high PPM. Elliot on the bench again, come out and scored a nice 50-odd, but how secure? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think both are holds unless you're upgrading to Cam Murray or David Feeder for me. Elliot's more of a hold over Max King. With Luke Thompson lurking around, I feel Max King's going to lose some minutes, even if it's um, even if Luke Thompson's easing off the bench. Uh, whereas we know what Elliot's role is, playing 55 minutes plus, scoring at one ppm, starting off the bench uh, or starting, he's still going to get the good minutes, and he's and his ppm's good enough for him to be a holdover Max King. Yeah, I agree. I think you're right there. Uh, Robbo, this one's for you it's from Hayden Lip. Using my last four trades this week, what are your thoughts? Edric Lee, yeah, Edric Lee <laughs> to Fafita, Barney to Grant, Brandon Smith to Aiken, and Hughes to Luttrell. Well, first off, you smirked at Edric Lee. Let's just check <laughs> Edric Lee's price. He's $486,000. So if our friend Hayden picked him up in those low 200s, he's pretty much doubled his money. So that's a fantastic effort there. In terms of the four players being traded out, no issues there. Very happy to see Jerome Hughes being traded out. Love watching him play football, but in terms of fantasy, he's just not it in terms of the gun. So Edric Lee to Fafida, yep, we can tick that one off. Uh, Barnett to Grant, yep, I can see that being an upgrade. 
The other two potentially could go with some other options. I have no problem with the two that you got on here. Again, with Aitken, if we're assuming that you're going to pick him up and put him straight in your centres and it's going to upgrade your centres, yep, no issue with that. Likewise with the Hughes to Luttrell. If you've already got two decent centres, so like say you've got Manu and Burton and you're absolutely killing it with your team value, you might look at going for Dwayne instead of Luttrell. Give yourself about an <laughs> extra 94 grand. And then from there, you could either upgrade a, cheap, a cheaper player than Smith to get, you know, like a butcher or, or another sort of in that low range, or go up and spend an extra nearly 100 grand on top of Aitken to maybe get a Papali'i, a Clemmer, a Carrigan, or even a Payne Haas. But yeah, very I, nice. do like, I do like those trades if um, he's looking to upgrade his centers. Well, they've all got upside, so that's pretty good. Uh, Kyle, this one's from Benjamin Days. I'm 200 points behind the leader of our overall group. He's a rookie, just got super lucky. <laughs> okay, <laughs> someone's a bit butthurt. Uh, name the best captain <laughs> other than Cleary for the run home. Need that pod. One Nico Hines. Ooh, I, I think he's a, another good chance. So I think you're spot on there. Nice and easy. Yep. Um, Bill Gil- Gilkerson. Uh, Gilkerson, yeah. G'day, lads. Just wanting the best advice of removing my fist from my nether regions due to 50% of my trades this year getting injured the next round. <laughs> Definitely got to delete app. Has anyone had the same issues or am I just really good at choosing players that are injury prone? Best tra- trade out for Pappy. Thinking Latrell and going another mid or going another mid. Mate, I think you're just really good at picking players. So next year we might get you on. Have, we'll have a segment where whoever you've picked We'll just avoid them if we're on that team. <laughs> <laughs> so just stay tuned. Maybe you might get a DM there. But I think Latrell will be a good pickup for, for Paps, mate. I think, like I said, I think he's going to go big. He looks in tune and looks aggressive. So we'll go Latsy from there. Uh, Robbo, this one's for you from Ryan Brown. Damien Cook, Cam Murray, Latrell Mitchell, all score 80, 80 plus for the remainder of the season. So I think that was a narrative. And it's funny that I actually gave that to you. That's, that's great. <laughs> Oh, that's typical. Just going back to Ben with his bad luck, mate, I think I know how you can get rid of it. If you head to Rugby League Merch, buy yourself a Delete app phone case, that'll get rid of the curse. <laughs> Lovely little plug there. <laughs> Lovely little plug. Back to Ryan's uh, little narrative there. I'm actually quite offended he said finals contention and not top four contention. So uh, I think we should swiftly move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Leanna Mills, Kyle. Asking for a friend. Anyone else out of trace? <laughs> I've, I've, I've just put here. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, look. I've, I've just used my last four. Everyone's in the same boat. There's not many people that will have more than four, I would imagine. But just remember, you get four more next week. So it's not the end of the world. Leanna, I feel your pain. Don't worry. But just have a very, very stressless week this week. <laughs> um, we'll go Matthew Williams. This one's for you, Robbo. Who the F <laughs> we bringing in for Pappy? Only got one trade left. As we just discussed, Matthew, no issue with one trade left. Uh, so I'm going to assume that you probably need a winger fullback because you would have bought Papenhausen to be one of your best three. So you've got Dwayne or Latrell. I'd probably lean Dwayne if I was your a coach of your team, but I have no issue if you go for Latrell because what it does, it just gives you that little bit more extra cap room that when you've only got four trades left and you want to trade out a player, you've got that cap room, you can just replace them with one trade instead of needing to trade some other player down to go up or mm-hmm. vice versa. Any position, David Fafid is your man. No dramas. All right, uh, Jordan Graham. This one's for you, Kyle. Is King Barnett Ezra trades or is Murray a must-buy feeder or Hass? Yeah. yeah, okay. So I answered this one about Max King before. I think he's a hold and issue upgrading to someone like a Murray, David Fafida, Payne Hass. 
Yep. Um, as I said, again, there's uncertainty around his role when Luke Thompson returns, you know. As you said, you may see Luke Thompson fit into that bench role um, while he's getting some more game time under his belt, which I think will eat to Max King's minutes. Uh, Barnett, I think, is a trader's deep if he's handy, but I think it's time to upgrade him if you can. Um, with him playing a lock, we know uh, historically his his um, his average isn't as good at lock. We want him to see playing 80 minutes on the edge. Otherwise, there's no point in having him. And I think with Mam, uh, I think Jace talked about it a couple of weeks back. I think we can milk him for a bit more. Um, give him another week or two. Um, I think he's still got more money to make. So um, I think you can you can hold him, milk him for some more, and sell him. I reckon he's going to get sort of um, a bit over that five hundred thousand dollars, and then we can look to to move him on. Then. Okay, sweet. Cheers. Hope you got that, Jordan Graham. <laughs> and last but not least, we've got a uh, little puppy. This one's for, from Rich Martin for Eurobo. Little puppy to trail, and Savage to Dwayhe or Ponga. I'm pretty happy with these trades. If you brought in Latrell and Dwayhe, I've got no issue with those. I'm assuming both of them are going to be in your 17 so, somewhere. So, yeah, pull the trigger, Rich. I, I like those trades. Pull the trigger, the professor says. So, that's, <laughs> I like it. All right, guys, that's us. That's us for round 19, the wrap. So, uh, I think there's a couple more pods coming up for the rest of the week. But, yeah, like you said, <clears throat> go hit the Facebook, um, the Talking League Facebook and enter the competitions. And, mate, if you... Want a bit of a read to brush up on your fancy knowledge? Go hit up some some nice articles on our page as well. So, Talking League Pod, you can find them there or just on our Facebook page. Kyle, any last words before we head off? Um, good luck, everybody. Hope you have better <laughs> luck than I did in the last two weeks. <laughs> and uh, Professor, Professor Robert? For a second, I thought Kyle was going to start with the song out of The Lion King with that massive R there. <laughs> just quickly, though, from a sensible side of things, Please don't captain or vice captain a player you're trading in unless they're in playing in the first game. I know plenty <laughs> of people got stung with Cook last week and people got stung with Madison in round 17. So just wait a week. You've got a good team. You've got two other plays that you can always put the C and BC on. But other than that, uh, though, looking forward to seeing Riley debut on the Q&A show tomorrow. Very nice. What were you looking at, Kyle, when you mentioned that? <laughs> with, with Cook. <laughs> I didn't captain him. I just brought him in and got hey, that's a very. Ex- it's a very expensive loop option, but uh, whatever works for you there, Kyle. Yeah, or the other one. Oh, it's Cook and Cleary in my two loops, mate. So sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's us. Um, see you, listeners, and we'll catch you next week.